Ontario pushing pause when it comes to lifting capacity limits in some high-risk settings. Dr. Peter Uni is head of the Ontario Science Table. Let's welcome him in right off the top here on Global News Radio. Dr. Uni, good afternoon. Thanks, as always, for joining us. Uh, thanks again for having me. All right, can you give us first off just maybe a bit of a snapshot as to where we are right now, the province? I know we're reporting today 642 cases. That is the highest caseload we've seen uh, since way back on October 9th. Yes. Um, so the the uh, the issue right now is that uh, probably a combination of uh, lower temperature, uh, some lifting of capacity limits, you know, our changing attitude that we just uh, have a bit of a belief that things might be over. All of that probably just contributes a little bit to what we're seeing. But what is important to realize is that uh, the situation is highly variable in the province. So not every place is the same. We struggle, for instance, in Sudbury, for example, but in here in Toronto, you know, things are much better. To give you a little bit of a hunch, you know, on average, the doubling time in the province is 15 days, meaning if things continue the way they do right now, the roughly 600 cases on average per day will become 1,200 in about two weeks. But for Toronto, uh, this doubling time is much longer you know we would only double our own case numbers here in toronto within the next roughly two months you know that's very long whereas for Sudbury, the doubling time is seven days they double their case numbers every seven days so this shows you basically it's good not to press on the gas pedal so great that we don't lift uh, more limits but on the other hand we need to deal with things locally and that's also absolutely doable this time yeah, I want to go back to something you said a second ago, some cooler temperatures. I think those are really just starting to kick in now. I know it feels uh, much cooler across southern Ontario today than it did earlier this week. Uh, it was very warm. So are you really concerned over the next couple of weeks as those colder temperatures uh, take hold and we get indoors more that we are going to see an explosion in cases? Let's see how it goes. So first of all, you know, we had a, a drop in temperature by, by an average of eight degrees mid-October. This already makes a big, big difference. People move indoors more. But the point really is it, it, it's, it, the virus doesn't care that much indeed about the temperature per se, just how much we actually are indoor with others. And uh, we'll see how this goes. This just means we just need to stay alert right now. And now we need to start just to extinguish the wildfires we see in various places in the province. But we shouldn't panic either you know the point here really is that our hospital numbers are still okay our icu numbers are still okay and we can focus now on locally getting things under control and we'll see how it's going all right can you uh, tell us a little bit give us some insight as to what went into the decision in the announcement yesterday that the province has decided to push pause again when it comes to lifting capacity limits in high risk settings uh what metrics uh, are you looking at is it caseload as we've been discussing you just mentioned hospitalizations. Uh, what really drives a decision like that? Well, I can just tell you what my thinking is. And then, you know, uh, me and some of my colleagues had just communications with Dr. Moore about that. My own thinking really is in this situation, you know, we're accelerating right now. Um, we're we're uh, basically, as I said, you know, having... Um, a shortening of the doubling time. So uh, things get faster and faster. And in this situation, it's not a good idea to do something like lifting additional capacity limits that could even result in more acceleration. 
The point here is we know from other jurisdictions, once you're in exponential growth, it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy. There will be a moment when hospital and ICU numbers start to raise too. And you want to avoid that. So you'd rather react early and it's less painful than late. It's also the case that if you react early, you can still use your contact tracing and testing system to keep things under control and really specifically react without having to you know, expand on your interventions yet. So it's the right moment to react. And right now, reaction means not press the gas pedal you know, for the entire province. So we don't lift capacity limits. And on the other hand, just focus on those places that are challenged and just uh, try to get things under control there. Joined on the line by Dr. Peter Uni, head of the Ontario Science Table, talking about yesterday's uh, late afternoon announcement uh, about pushing pause on moving ahead uh, when it comes to lifting capacity limits in some high-risk settings. Uh, that's for 28 days, we understand, uh, Dr. Uni. Uh, is there a concern uh, with you and amongst the, the Science Table, maybe even the uh, government, that uh, we are indeed heading in that wrong direction? Or are you hopeful that uh, by taking this uh, measure proactively now that we are not going to see us... Uh, see you know other uh, limitations uh, return when it comes to capacity limits and uh, you know maybe once again restricting things like indoor dining uh, how many people can be in a restaurant that sort of thing it's very difficult to tell, you know, especially with the indoor dining. Right now, we look relatively okay. For instance, in Toronto, I'm surprised, you know, we are sort of uh, able to hold the line here, despite the fact that a lot of people do the indoor dining. And despite the fact that I hear, you know, episodes by episode, that uh, some uh, restaurants don't take the vaccine certificate that seriously anymore, which scares me, to be honest. You know, we need to take that really seriously. So it will all depend on how much we spend indoors with others and and uh, how much the crowd uh, is in a place relative to the ventilation capacity. Remember, this, this virus gets transmitted um, uh, in an airborne fashion, meaning what we need is just enough ventilation in each place. That's also the reason, you know, why I'm less concerned about sports arenas, even though, you know, that's one of the other things. People should, for heaven's sake, wear their masks when they're in a sports arena. If we want to continue, you know, the, uh, the trajectory uh, that we want to change now and just uh, flatten the curve we just all need to get a little bit more disciplined again and it works you know the point is we're in a much better place than most places in the world you know right now the netherlands are exploding denmark is exploding with case numbers uh, germany doesn't look good they really struggle with icu numbers we look much better why because of all of us we help with this and we have the right attitude in general we just need to remember now a bit we need to go back to our behavior and our uh, time that we spend indoors as before thanksgiving that's about the right amount all right as i'm sure you're well aware dr uni there are some businesses uh, frustrated uh, frustrated by this uh, announcement uh, made uh, yesterday some uh, groups calling it absolute uh, nonsense that uh, to your point we do have a fairly low caseload we've got a very good vaccination rate uh, in the province there is contact tracing uh, going on and they believe that we should let the venues be open yeah, yeah, this is just a belief. That's because they do not understand how a pandemic works. Look, it's very clear that this was the right move. And, uh, you know, in the end, if we just are in a situation like the Netherlands right now, uh, you know, that is now considering a lockdown again, everybody would moan about the lockdown. If we react early and just, you know, in a really subtle way, the way we do, that's the best for everybody also longer term. We're still in the middle of a pandemic. It's not over and they can't pretend it's over if it's not. 
I want to ask you, too, uh, something that uh, Dr. Moore had to say in the press conference uh, yesterday. Uh, he uh, wanted to uh, reassure people that, uh, you know, things are good uh, overall. And he said uh, basically that uh, we're looking at, uh, you know, either you can look at the glass half full or uh, half empty when it comes to the situation right now, currently in the province of Ontario. How do you see things overall, uh, Dr. Uni? Are we a uh, glass half full or glass half empty? Oh, we're absolutely half full. That's f very, very clear. If you start and look around, you only look you need to look around in Canada, but then you can go south or you can go to Europe. Everywhere it's looking worse. You know, uh, everywhere in, uh, on the Northern Hemisphere where things uh, start to be challenging because of the temperatures, things don't look that exciting. The reason that we still look that good is because we took it slow took the right steps, waited three weeks at least between each steps. And we keep having, you know, people in Ontario aboard for what we're doing because people in general have understood if we do a little bit of something, we get a lot out of it, a lot of control just with a little bit of masking, vaccine certificates, a bit of capacity limits. That's all what is needed right now. And a lot of other places, you know, pretended for a moment, oh, things are over, everything is hunky-dory. Look at Denmark and see what's happening right now. We don't want to do that. All right. Just uh, finally, when it comes to vaccines and the vaccination rate, you mentioned uh, everybody looking uh, to see when this is over. When do you think or how will we know when this pandemic indeed becomes an endemic, do you think, Dr. Unick? Um, it, when everybody has reached some immunity against this virus, and that's either through vaccination or through infection. And that's the bitter truth that everybody needs to swallow. That's a bitter pill. You can't pretend that you're able not to get infected if you're not vaccinated. Therefore, just get vaccinated and stop overthinking it. That's the point here. In addition, we need better weather than again. You know, we will have that in spring so that for those people who are still not uh, vaccinated or not fully vaccinated, the curve stays relatively flat, that we don't start to see a surge that overwhelms our ICUs when uh, those people who actually are not vaccinated get infected. So um, it's most likely if we don't end up with a super mutated Delta variant, if we stick to the Delta that we have right now, that in spring 2022, we can start to, you know, go in direction of endemicity. All right. Dr. Peter Uni, Dr. Uni, always appreciate your time with us. Thank you so much for this. Thanks for having me again. You bet. Dr. Peter Uni, head of the Ontario Science Table. And we're back after this break here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.